0: It was changing the gender dynamics in a in a way that helped men and helped women at the same time because by giving women that bit of control, it then creates a ripple effect and we were seeing Make the First Move becoming, like it was becoming a mantra for so many women in their lives because um, once you do it, you know, and you find that you're okay, rejection can happen, but you're okay at the end of the day and that doesn't define you.
1: Thanks so much for tuning into the Almost 30 podcast. Here we go. (laughs) What is it? (laughs) Something unplanned. Staring Staring at the blank page before you Open up up the dead window (laughs) window. The sun illuminate the words that you cannot find reaching Keep going! But something in the distance Do
2: you you remember the... I think it still honestly exists So
1: close you can almost taste it
2: (laughs) The first episode, maybe it's the first or second And we did like the Britney Spears Lucky Song do you remember like the God. different songs that I incorporated into the... Oh, like? F- <laughs> <laughs> I almost want
1: to find it and play I it. I don't know if it was lo- like... because I don't
2: even it know. It feels a
1: little self-servant with that, but I knew there was... No, something. it was a thing.
2: It wasn't self-servant. It was like riffing on one of the lyrics. Hey, everyone, welcome
1: to the podcast. It's just us. <laughs> Oh my God. Hello. <laughs> I didn't know we were recording. I would have tried my absolute hardest voice. <laughs> oh my God. When I, when I was in high school, there was this chick that I used to hang out with and she wanted to be like, she decided she was like the prettiest girl in school. So she was like, oh, I want to be like a famous musician, you know, because if you're pretty, you need to like, famous. Use it <laughs> or whatever. And so we would be like in the car and it would be like me and my other friends. And we'd be like joking, singing, like staring at the blank page, but just like that. And she'd be like, guys sing for real. She'd be like, guys, I'm serious. Guys, guys, I'm serious. Sing for real. That's we're like what like, my parents no, would say to us. No, we could never. No, we're not singing for real as a chorus. In the back of my Honda Civic, She'd be like, guys, sing real. Oh, no. She's trying to start a girl band, or uh, what? I think she was just trying to like show off. I, I don't know. <laughs> oh my god,
2: I am fucking hyped! I just went to training mate for the first time. Training mate is like a, an Australian. How much workout. cardio is involved? Not a lot at all, which is my jam. But it is the high, like the highest intensity instructor I've ever in terms of their energy. So they're all Australian. So they're like bopping around the room talking it's like an Australian body. Oh, Luke. Oh yeah. yeah. But, but it's funny because one I, doesn't even matter, but like, I don't know if the instructors the the men, the male instructors are so hot, like alarmingly hot, but I don't know if they're straight or gay. Fine. And it's kind Very of Australian. It's kind of nice because they don't, And we've been to other places, like I don't have to name them, or you just feel like their eyes are on you and they're like touching you and it's weird. These guys don't, they actually, by the end, I was like, please touch me or please give me attention, (laughs) no attention whatsoever. So it was like generally nice. But what they do do is kind of like this male on male, like creepiness. So like whether the instructors straight or gay doesn't matter, but... There'll be like a straight male in the room. <laughs> They'll be like, oh, Matt, uh, show me a nipple. Take your shirt off. Shut up. I swear. But like, no one blinks. They're like, oh, haha. Ha. Like, it's not inappropriate. Granted, if you said that to a girl, I mean, it, the place would close. And he's like, oh, yeah, man, bend over. Yeah, let me slap it. Great. <laughs> and everyone's like, okay. It's hilarious. I really enjoyed it. It kind of took my mind off the workout. The workout. It was fun. High time. Yeah yeah i went a long time ago i think at the one in weho oh, okay with luke it was really good i uh, love luke he's on the wall it's like a, a picture Huge. in black and white on the wall of him in a i don't know what they call it a scrubby a dudgy. what is it called the little speedo oh dodgy or, <laughs> i don't know dougie but everyone's in a speedo and it's amazing his crotch is like blown up 10 times. Face tunes it. Oh, so fun. Yeah, I need to, yeah. We'll go. I'll bring, we'll, we'll ask Justin to join. He won't. He just, he just texted me and said, I missed you at training, mate. I had to ha- get a haircut. He just said that. <laughs> he literally just said that. Did he have to get a haircut this morning? <laughs> yes, he did, actually, <laughs> with Tracy. He's like, Oh, I heard you met my, my dude. You know, his friend was there. Alex. he's like i would have been there but uh, i forgot i had a haircut totally
1: <laughs> i said you got to join uh, me actually next I think Sunday if i then. went he wouldn't go totally he wouldn't want to go
2: wouldn't want to <laughs> <laughs> couples who work out together do not are stay not together <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> couples who worked out together good for you that is not me <laughs> and never will be me holy moly how are you doing great how are you what's going on you know what we need that there gun back
2: I'm I'm trying. I'm okay. Asshole. So, the, yeah. So, the guy that I was dating, he's not an asshole, but it does make me question. I'm like, what does he think in keeping my Theragun? He has her Theragun. It's a $600 Theragun. Rude. So, I'm actually grabbing coffee with his roommate because I adore his roommate beyond, beyond, beyond. He's this sweet, talented, amazing person. And I actually think part of the reason why I met him, I was like, I met you. So, we're grabbing coffee, but <laughs> there's part of me that wants to be like, can you give.
1: Him the theragon? No, definitely. I'm just ask the roommate. I know. I don't want to be petty. That's not petty, dude. I should just text at, him. And at be $600, like, hey, man, it's taxable. That's property. Hey man, can you just mail? It's it? not like $200. It's like, yo, you need to W9 this. this it's just property. surprising.
2: It's surprising he wouldn't be like, hey, like, I, you know, I have your theragon. Like, I'm happy to like send it to you or meet you somewhere and give it to you. Like, I don't mind. Like, I'm sorry that I still have it. Is it in his car? Do you think? Mm, could be yeah but I assume it's in his home to use
1: did, did he use it when you were together oh yeah I oh it. he's that is so it not is right <laughs> that is not right <laughs> that ain't right
2: I know I know anyway whatever since breaking up with him about five other people have come in from my past and just called me incessantly it's very weird who uh-huh. the one and then Someone from high school, Mm. Jay, Mm -hmm. and uh, Mm -hmm. he called me randomly the other night Mm. and it was actually the most depressed I've ever been on the phone. So I knew I was like, I was like, it was so low. It was very weird. I was like, and I shouldn't have answered. I should not have answered. It was just very weird. I was like, why are we, why are we talking right now? Actually, you know, and I was just like kind of affirming what he's like, yeah, like, you know. I can't do a Southern accent right now, but yeah, I was like, "How's life?" He's like, "You know, like white guy shit." I was like, "What?" He's talking <laughs> about. I was like, "What are you talking about?" Uh, what, sir? <laughs> Excuse me. I was like, "All right, I what do you go. mean?" I mean,
1: he's like, I "You mean, know, golfing and." Uh, when I saw him, I knew, wearing that fucking golf hat. I was like, "This is not the one." We were at, I don't know where I met him, but I saw him oh, was in Austin. and he's, he's a sweetheart, but I saw him, he's wearing a golf hat and some short golf shorts. And I was like, it's not the one, not the one,
2: not to the one golf, golf guy was my type for probably like a year of my life.
1: Yeah. But I mean, when you're in Ohio, it's like my, what else to, you know, my slim pickin'. So I'm going to go with a golfer. I'm going to go with like an alcoholic. Totally.
2: <laughs> Honestly, Ooh. whatever. It usually goes hand in hand because that's what they do on the course. Oh, yes. <laughs> not to judge. That's not, that's a
1: blanket statement. Not everybody. Yeah, if you but. guys are big golfers. You're not alcoholics. <laughs> <laughs> Where are my lady golfers at? I know. Um, anyway, how are you? What's going okay. on? I had a good um, reading with Nikki Novo. Yeah. So I we talked about Lindsay's about reading it. with Nikki a few weeks ago. And we met Nikki when we were at the Good Fest, and she's awesome. So she is based out of Miami. And she is an intuitive, a medium. And I really like her style. I told her that actually at the end that I really enjoyed the way that she does her readings, which is what, what you explained. But she goes into meditation before the session and she goes through all your chakras. So during the session, it's an hour and it's really just her sharing all the downloaded information. It's not very... What I liked about it is that it didn't feel like a therapy. Mm -hmm. which sometimes it can be, which is actually very nice at times. Sometimes with with psychics and mediums, it can feel like therapy because you're kind of having a conversation with them. Mm -hmm. But it felt more like her just sharing the information that she had without judgment. She provided her insights and it just was nice to have the course of my life be affirmed and everything that I had thought had been going on was going on and was affirmed. So it was just a really beautiful reading. Um, she starts from the the top, the crown chakra, and then she goes all the way to the root. And a lot of it was related to what I had thought had been happening as far as the business perspective of like us setting the foundation in the mm. next couple of years, the path that we are taking as the business, like mm. what we're trying to do in the next couple of years and having that be completely possible. And she talked a lot about, about boundaries, like me having created boundaries with people. And she's like, you don't let a lot of people in. She's like, you are actually very boundaryed in the way that you interact with people and the way that you have been operating in the past couple of years, which actually I very much feel. Because right now I'm just, I feel like I don't even serve the people that I know very well mm. enough. So I'm just like, not at a space where I feel like I can hold more people. And sometimes I get scared because I meet so many people that I love that I'm like, oh, fuck, this feels like something to do Mm -hmm. because I'm so interested in them and I'm excited by them and I want to hang out, but it all feels like a chore sometimes because I'm like, fuck, I want to hang out with them, but I don't have time. So I kind of put up that boundary in that way. And... And nothing really to do with that, just to to notice. But she said she's like you are a person that it is your responsibility with what you do to find people that are lesser known or that people don't know about and put them on, which is you know definitely an agreement to that. what I feel like. And she said she's like your gift with your life is like your ability to be strategic and your ability to see for other people. And she's like, you actually help them see their vision and then you help them manifest it. she's Mm. like, so once you're able to uh, monetize that, monetize your ability to make someone see their vision, believe in it, and then set the steps in motion to do it, that will be like the next level for you. And I definitely- Oh, I see that. I know. percent I do too. Because I've even done that with people's You've that, done it. That we know. You just haven't monetized it completely. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So maybe when I'm older, I'll be able to like fully monetize that. And then she was talking to you about the the stage thing, you know, we, we had our last event. She's like, actually, you know, the the larger the venue, the better you're going to feel.
2: Mm, that's interesting. I agree.
1: She's like, you're, <laughs> she, she's like, your look and vibration works for the bigger stages. Sometimes it, it may feel like too much in a small group. <laughs> And I was like... What do you mean? Honestly, I was like,
2: okay, I don't know what you mean, but I get it. That is the magic of the stage sometimes too. You know, it's it's cool. It's it's like... Yeah.
1: Just anonymizes everything. Yeah. Like it makes it not feel like the one-on-one connection in that way. Mm -hmm. And she also was talking about, you know, my heart space. She's like, your throat chakra is the clearest throat chakra I've ever seen. Like it looks perfect. Mm. You know, you're really speaking your truth and and living in your truth in that way. She said, you know, the heart space. She's like, that's where, you know, your heart right now isn't super open. She's like, but I feel like it's part of your process. And I've even thought Mm. about that too, is it's like, it's not really, she's like, because you have so much depth, which I've said before, she's like, it's not really, easy for you to just let it open and willy nilly she's like so I think you should find opportunities to let it open across the next couple years and she's like and when you have kids she's like and when you have kids that's really going to be the moment for you where you're able to be like that she's like but to not freak yourself out and have a traumatic experience with birth or childhood or motherhood you need to find small opportunities to, to open your heart She's like, but right now within your business, you know, I can see why it doesn't really necessarily make sense with everything, which was true and really nice. And- it's so cute about the kids. I feel that very much. Oh, I know. Same, mm-hmm. me too. I've always felt like that. Like, They're just yeah. going to rock my little world. And it was cute. She was talking a lot about Justin. She's like, oh, I see you with, you know, Justin. She's like, he's so cute. You guys are great together. And she was talking a lot about his business and stuff mm-hmm. with, with him that's going on, which is really nice and really affirming for- for him. So he's going to get a reading with her and and that's really his truth and message. So I won't, won't really share that. But as far as almost 30, everything felt really good. It felt really aligned. She talked a lot about like products and stuff and just like what we're we're going to be doing in the future, writing books. And yeah, it was just, it was great. There was nothing that surprised me. Mm. Nothing that surprised me. At all. So it was a tell of a good reading. Yeah. You know? Yes. So yeah. It, usually... was. it was just like the, what matched my intuition yes. to hear it out loud. Yes.
2: How were the other chakras like?
1: So the heart, yeah. she's like, this is where I spent the most time. Cool. Throat was good. Third eye was good. Uh, The crown was like something related oh, with the, the crown. I'm not exact. I don't remember. And I don't even remember getting to the root Mm. It was like we we started and we talked about chakras sometimes, but then it was just informational. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. You know, and totally. then I didn't
1: really, didn't really go back to certain parts. But yeah, I mean, I highly recommend getting a reading with her. Yeah, I loved it so it, much. It
2: was great. Yeah, I think it was nice not to have that like uh, extensive conversation. It really was just like receiving the information. Yes. You know, you could ask questions whenever and, and yep. engage in conversation, but I just liked that I didn't have to do too much work, if that makes sense. Because yes. sometimes like when you're an intuitive reading, they'll say something and and ask you, does this make sense or does this relate? And then you you kind of have to like dig deep and think about it. Totally. So it was really, she was just like delivering these truths and it felt really good. And then you can go off on your own and kind of think more deeply about it and connect the dots. And
1: Yeah. The one thing was funny at the end, she's like, um, I said something about money. She's like, yeah, you actually don't have a money block at all. Not that. (laughs) She's like, you have no money block. I was like, okay, so where is it? (laughs) I actually was kind of bummed. I'm like, yo, I kind of want it. So I could be like, it's gone. And then there was like a waterfall of money coming. So it was actually kind of confusing. I mean, I could see that, but it was just like interesting. I should have asked about the team. I think I I was a miss there, but. Maybe we should get a reading together at some point. Yeah, I'd be down. Yeah. I'd be down.
2: Or have her read the team and then we'll be in like the the mirrored room where we're like looking in on it.
0: (laughs) Honestly, honestly. Yeah.
1: The Justin thing, she said, oh, she said LA is really good for us. We're going to be in LA. Awesome. She's like, you know, I think you're having a hard time right now visualizing like how you'd raise kids in LA. Where would you guys live? And all of that kind of stuff. And that's completely true. So she was talking about that, like being in LA. She's like, it's really good for you.
2: Yeah. I think too, like we're, us specifically or just our generation in LA, like, are kind of redefining what that's going to look like, you know, having a family, whether you have kids or not, or having a home, cultivating a home, like it's not going to be how our parents did it, like building their own house. And then like having, it might be renting a house. It might be like bopping around in different Airbnbs. It might be one stable, you know, condo and you have a bunch of kids there before you move on. I don't know, but just redefining what that looks like. And, you know, I see like like a Sophie Jaffe, you know, doing her thing and doing it differently and how they're, you know, changing. And I'm sure she'll share on her podcast what's going on, but um, it's all positive things, but she's doing it different. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's so it's cool to point. watch. It's like an expanding thing. So yeah, I hope that we're just kind of unafraid to do it
1: our own way. Yeah, that's a really good point.
2: Yeah, that's, that's cool. cool.
1: Yeah, I look forward to it. It was just, it was nice. I There's a lot of answers that I didn't, get, but they're really things I just need to figure out myself. Did you ask or no? No. Well, just like, you know, what is the thing at the end? What is the product? How am I going to help people with their
2: businesses? You know, blah, blah, blah. I mean, it's that. I feel like I saw that. It's a double. Bugs Bugs need to leave me the fuck alone, dude. We got some sweet meat. Every time I, every time it's like a a rash. Mine's like a huge, like a big bump, like a hard bump. I think like certain people are allergic to bugs. Yeah, I agree. Some are. Yeah. Anyway. All right, y'all. Thanks for for listening to our catch up as always. And we're so excited. We have Alex Williamson, chief brand officer at Bumble. It was
1: fascinating to learn about Bumble's thought process and strategy behind digital dating and online dating. And I learned so much about different nuances about the space and their female forward focus in the space and how they're doing things differently. And she just is a pleasure and a delight. She was open and fun. And I love how her um, past and her background is a little bit different you know, than someone you would assume to be the chief brand officer of a huge, huge company. Mm -hmm. She wasn't super experienced in what people would think as the normal pathway. So I think she's really giving people hope uh, for those, you know, of our generation that they don't have to have the general, the very linear path that people think that they have to have.
2: Yeah. She she built it with Whitney and the team from the ground up, which she talks about a lot and You know, she's just so proud, and you can tell by the way she talks about it that Bumble is putting good into the world. It's not just a dating app, they have Bumble BFF, they have Bumble Biz, but they're also, you know, at the forefront of certain initiatives for women's rights. And we talk about how recently Bumble's founder, Whitney, is on a mission to clean up the internet. So a bill was introduced. In uh, the Texas House of Representatives, that would make sending an unsolicited nude or sexual photograph a misdemeanor, punishable with a fine up to five hundred dollars. I'm down, 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 down. We talked a lot about that. We talked about online safety. Truly, the the cyber flashing is something that happens all the time, all the time. I don't, I don't yeah. get it on the regular, but I've gotten it before. Mm-hmm. Always unsolicited. Yep, and there is no punishment for that. Mm -hmm. You know, someone gets punished if they're in public on a bus and they flash someone. Mm -hmm. So why not on the internet?
1: Yeah. I mean, the digital landscape is so crazy. So it's just, it's, it's such an interesting examination of society right now to have these conversations and talk about like, what is the responsibility of government? What is the responsibility of police? What is the responsibility of people, you know, to keep our kids safe or to keep people safe and, and what does safety mean? Does it mean to not receive dick pics? does it mean to have it be blocked? Do you, does everything have to be reviewed? So yeah that was a, a really great part of the conversation and um, I'm really excited to share this with you guys. We love Bumble. We are huge fans and um, we've worked with them you know through our event in Austin and Chloe on our team was an ambassador with them and um, being aligned with them feels really right. So this interview is going to be awesome and we are excited for you to dig in. Yeah. So thanks for listening. Thanks
2: for sharing with your friends. Join our secret Facebook group. We talk about everything in there. It's a super supportive, funny, inspiring community. I think the best place on the internet. I'm a little biased, but I think it's true. And just a little update. We have events coming up. So yes. on September 12th, we are doing a doing an event here in West LA at The Riveter with Nicole Lappin, her new book, Becoming Superwoman. You will receive with your ticket purchase, a signed copy, which is really exciting. And we're just going to, as always with Nicole, just talk about that real, real going from burnout to balance. We'll talk finance. We'll talk all the things. It's going to be super informative, valuable, and fun.
1: We just got Kai Santa Monica to donate food. So we have their bomb wraps and or vegan brownies, which are amazing. So we'll Mm -hmm. have food, books, fun, everything there for you. And then also I would love to highlight our Australia events. So our events happening in Melbourne and Sydney in November, we have Rosie Acosta joining us Mm -hmm. in Melbourne and in Sydney. I think we're...
2: Figuring that out. Yeah, we're figuring it out. Might just be us. Might yeah. be, we might have a guest, might mm-hmm. be a special guest. So either way, it's going to be a blast. I've already, I've, I've been getting a lot of messages from Australian listeners who are super excited for the events and we are probably more excited than you, you are. <laughs> it's going to be a really, really fun trip. So we will see you there. Thanks for listening. And we'll read a little something on the other side of this episode that we received from one of you. We love you.
1: We love you. Enjoy.
2: Okay. My body care routine is next freaking level. I want to walk you through it. And it is all thanks to Osea. You know them, you love them, maybe you don't. I'm going to introduce you to them, but we've been loving Osea for years. They've been making seaweed infused products that are safe for your skin and the planet for over 27 years. They make just incredible, clean, vegan, cruelty free products for your body and face. Honestly, I have never seen my skin glow so freaking hard and I get compliments on it all the time, even in winter. Okay. The winter can be drying. My skin can get so rough traditionally, but not anymore. I have been using the Andaria Body Best Sellers. This is a duo. It is the Andaria Algae Body Oil and the Andaria Algae Body Butter. I've also been incorporating uh a body brush, which exfoliates your body. You can also get on ocmalibu.com. But the Andaria Algae Body Oil, y'all, it is just so luxurious. So I shower. Okay, get this. I shower, I exfoliate all the things. I use the dry brush and then I get out and I put on the body oil. It is so moisturizing without being sticky and gross. Some oils just like leave your skin yucky, but this is a rush of antioxidant rich hydration that immediately softens your skin, nourishes and firms like no other. You are going to be like, what? Are those my legs? Huh? It visibly improves sagging skin for a toned and sculpted look. It's never crazy. I'm obsessed. And then before I go to bed, I'm going to put on the Andaria algae body butter. This body butter is anti-aging and it it's firming. It moisturizes. This is for all skin types. It is so yummy. It honestly, smells. Unbelievable. Um, and it has uh, ceramides in it that melt into the skin. It is ultra hydrating. You're going to have hydrated skin for like 72 hours. It's unbelievable. So, those are my go to's, but Osea has incredible face body uh, products. They have sets so you can like build your routine. I am obsessed. And of course, for our listeners, we have a discount. And right now it's special just for you. Get 10% off your first order site. Why? With code almost30podcast at oceamalibu.com That's O-S-E-A malibu.com. And use the code almost30podcast for 10% off. Okay. Small actions are pretty major. I was uh, walking down the street the other day in the morning. I was on my way to the gym and I wasn't on my phone and was consciously doing so. I, I was head up looking around, just kind of noticing things about my neighborhood and the people. And I smiled at a few people that walked by. And surprisingly, this is not a common occurrence, but they smiled back. And I know that me smiling at them somehow impacted their moment in in the day. And it impacted me to get a smile back. And I don't know, it was just like, wow, these like small little things that we can do can have some pretty big benefits. Um, and it just reminds me how small things we can do for our health make a huge whole body Difference. Uh, one of those things I do is Seeds DSO1 Daily Symbiotic. It has just made such a difference in my gut, skin, uh, and I know it has improved my heart health. Um, it is a just two little capsules that make a huge, huge impact on your health, just two capsules a day. I've been taking Seeds DSO1 Daily Symbiotic for about four years now almost. Oh my God, it's been a long time, maybe three years. And I I have never been more regular, which I love. It makes me feel really good. Um, my skin has been clear, which is so nice. Um, and I have experienced a huge reduction in bloating. So I know it works because there have been a couple weeks here and there where I forget to bring a seat on vacation with me or when I'm traveling. And y'all all of those symptoms come back. <laughs> it's kind of wild. So I've just noticed such a difference. Um, and it's easy to fit into my daily routine. I have it laid out every single morning. I take it on an empty stomach first thing in the morning, and it just sets off a chain reaction, of really good habits throughout the day. So if you're not taking care of your gut You must. Okay. This is the central hub for various pathways through the body and a healthy gut microbiome means benefits for digestion, skin health, heart health, your immune system, and so much more. Seed is different because they have a patented capsule in capsule design. Um, which means the fragile bacteria can survive the journey all the way in your DI tract from shipping to your door where it works best in your body. So um, it's uh, it's a very unique thing that seed has. Um, And DSO-1 was developed in collaboration with Seed Scientific Board and based on their foundational work in probiotics and the microbiome. They are all about the science. So if you want to read more about the science, please go to their website. Um, And I just love that it comes to my door every single month. My refill is there, so I never have to worry about it. So trust your gut with Seed's DSO1 Daily Symbiotic. Go to seed.com slash almost 30 and use code 25almost to get 25% off your first month. That's 25% off your first month of Seed's DSO1 Daily Symbiotic at seed, slash almost with the code 25almost. I don't know. Apps for me have always been fun. You know what I mean? Like, I, and, and like once, and Bumble's so different. And I just felt like I was always the one wanting to say something, but never feeling like that was normal. So mm-hmm. to kind of normalize it was really, really empowering. I'm sure you hear that a lot, but. No, I, I, I actually idea.
0: love to hear it. Cause that's, that's what we were trying to do in the beginning. It's like, I love meeting new people. I've had so much fun using Bumble because to me getting to, to see and meet new people and have all of those experiences, but not feel like I'm being coined as desperate or crazy for mm. making the first move is so important. And, and that's what women have faced forever. It's these labels that we've we've been so willing to place on women. Since like the beginning of time that women should, you know, submit to a man or be like basically give your power away immediately and into the hands of, of a man and play all these games. And that's what we wanted to change. We mm-hmm. felt like that was broken and actually was creating uh, inauthentic relationships. Do you know like times in your life, can you think of times in your life where you
1: felt like you potentially gave up the power to a man? That you kind of see clearly now as something where that
0: situation was happening? A hundred percent. I think that for me in my life, my entire college was giving my power up to men. I remember I was one of the people who's guilty of waiting by the phone or deciding, you know, I think that so often as, as women, we're taught to like to like do whatever we need to do in order to be accepted or loved or, um, you know, to, to fall into these relationships. And I think that it it, is simple as things like not being honest about what I wanted to eat at a restaurant to feel that Mm -hmm. hiding your own interests and, and trying to just do like, I don't know, watching sports for hours on end where you have no idea what like happened for the past three hours. You really <laughs> I used to watch watching?
1: Jeopardy with my ex-boyfriend. Yeah. Like, and like you're kill like, me. Why? Do you guys have pita chips? <laughs> yes. exactly. no. and yeah, you're, and, it was so awkward.
0: And we do that kind of stuff because it's been ingrained in society. It's like you have to find a partner or you have to find the significant other or there's something wrong with you and there's something wrong with you if you have to put effort into it. And when really having that control allows us to get into healthy relationships that allow us to be ourselves and give us more confidence and all of those, you know, everything that is so important and and helping you become the like most complete version of yourself. And I think that all of that is, I mean, look at any, any friends, you know, five years ago, no one was making the first move. I remember very vividly when I was in college, actually Whitney and I who was our, Whitney Wolf Heard is our CEO and founder. And she and I went to school together and I was her big sister. So I felt like it was sort of like on me to give her advice. And I remember she was a go getter in every aspect of her life, you know, but, but she was, she, she'd already had like two companies when she was in college. She's incredible. Whoa. But she was also so eager to go after what she wanted in dating. And I'd be like, wait, you can't, do that. Like I I was guilty of being one of those people that brought her to this concept of women making the first move on Bumble. Um, and so since Bumble started, I think it's been this incredible gift that I've been given is, uh, you know, I think that brands are representative of the people who build them. And I knew early on that if I didn't live my life empowered in every aspect of it, then I was, uh, the whole thing would be a lie, you know, like living, like Bumble's not, not actually living the values that we're preaching to women. Then there's something inherently wrong with that. And so it's been one of the biggest, the the past four and a half years for me have been an incredible journey um, because I, I challenge myself every day. I almost dissect myself. I was, I was actually talking at lunch earlier about how I analyze everything in relation to just relationship dynamics and gender dynamics and and probably to a fault <laughs> in, in my own personal life. But it's because all of this is, you know, trying to gain as much access to information that we can to give give to women to actually make them feel empowered in their choices and in their relationships and to get out of toxic ones. It's like opening people's eyes to the societal constructs that we've all believed forever to be true and just saying like, Hey, the door is right there. Open it and walk out and you can live your life the way you want. Mm. Just don't hurt anybody in the process and be kind and respectful.
2: What was the beginning like? I'm curious as to like what the response from the males on the app was like. And I'm curious just the response in general to challenging the status quo and kind of like larger picture challenging, you know, this misogynistic society, you know? So like, what is? What was that? Was there anything that we didn't see, you know, in the public that was happening? I'll
0: tell you what was so interesting about it. So when we first launched Bumble and we were telling people about it, I'll never forget. I was in, I had I, been, two of my exes, one said to me, this is a cute little gig that you're doing. Another one said, Uh, which is something that people always do to to women. I feel like when they're starting businesses and then another said to me, aren't you embarrassed to be a part of something that's like a dating app? Isn't that, that's just so sleazy. Like, don't you, aren't you worried about your reputation? And I remember thinking in my head, we're going to change that. This is not going to be sleazy. The entire purpose of it was to create a like a, like classy place where people could actually meet online and not feel like it's this hookup culture. And I just remember those two things being feel, but we heard it all the time. Uh, I just remember in the beginning, everybody saying this will never work because women will never make the first move. But also, women were burnt from dating apps. They'd been treated with disrespect for, uh, like, since dating app like since dating apps have been around, women were treated with uh, were experiencing abusive behavior because it all comes down to feeling rejected. And when men constantly have to. Peacock and try to compete with one another and get a woman's attention. If the woman doesn't respond, it immediately triggers this response that that is abusive and aggressive and gross. And that's where Whitney came up with this concept. And I think back then, so everybody was saying, you know that that nobody really wanted to be associated with a dating app anyway. It was something that you were using at like eleven at night, like tucked back in the folder <laughs> randomly on your phone screen and like hidden. And we were determined to change that and normalize the behavior of meeting people online. And then we wanted to, I mean, we were also having to change the perspective, not only being like, you're going to want to use a dating app. It's going to be more convenient. All of the like people that you want to meet are on there. There's really attractive guys or, you know, whatever on the platform. And then, and then saying also at the same time, like when, like to our friends, like you're going to love it. You're going to make the first move, <laughs> which was—I mean, if you think about it, four and a half years ago, that was an outrageous concept, and um, now we're we're about to pass a billion times that women have made the first move on our platform in four and a half years. Oh my god! So back—I mean, back then, what we found was interesting and fascinating to me from the beginning was that it was giving men the chance. Especially men who are maybe more reserved and quiet and aren't usually the types who would want to go up and talk to women at bars anyway. Imagine from their perspective, if you're shy or quiet and you're not assertive and you feel like you have to do that, that just puts people in like uncomfortable, awkward situations. So it was the first time that men were able to kind of sit down and exhale and know that a woman was actually interested in speaking to them. So we got incredible response from men in the beginning we're we're so behind the, the concept. It was forget, you know, changing the gender dynamics. It was, it was, it was changing the gender dynamics in a, in a way that helped men and helped women at the same time, because by giving women that bit of control, it then creates a ripple effect. And we were seeing make the first move becoming like it was becoming a mantra for so many women in their lives. Because um, once you do it, you know, and you find that you're okay, like some, you know, the rejection can happen, but you're okay at the end of the day. And it's that doesn't define you, then you can continue to try.
1: In regards to the abuse, we've seen that, you know, with some of our friends who are on dating apps, you know, they will want to date with someone and they'll tell them politely that they are not interested, or either they'll ghost them and then they'll receive, you know, the scathing response or message that and it's usually outside of the app because they're texting at that point about how and sometimes it'll be really long and personal like like rude oh. things because like a man is hurt how like what could women do in that case and like what is some advice
0: that you say to people in that situation i had a random man say call me middle-aged today <laughs> at 31 you know be like you're just a middle-aged woman with love. I do mean, uh, not on Bumble, by the way. Sorry, like on the street. It was on. <laughs> it was on, It was. It was on Instagram, and I get you know because you get trolls of like misogynist trolls yeah. is something that I'm Real familiar Bumble. with. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, because we're changing the dynamics and it, it's shifting things in a way that's threatening. Um, I think that what you have to do. And obviously, that's not personal. I don't know that person. Um, But when it's somebody that you've gone on a date with or spent time with and you decide that it's not working out for you, I think that what's so important is to remember that where people come from, where that rejection comes from is a place of such deep hurt that has typically nothing to do with you. You're just ending up inadvertently validating someone else's feelings of inadequacy. And that's not on you. That's on them. That's their own fault. And so a lot of what they reach back out with these personal attacks are really just projections of their own fears, failures, and shortcomings onto you. So I think that it's one of those things that as much as it hurts in the moment, realizing that where they're coming from is such a a deep sense of pain, that's not your responsibility and creating that boundary for yourself is really important. And I think that's the easiest way to to handle a situation like that. I would also say that I, I am a big believer in and I've done both. I've ghosted. I'm guilty of it. I would be lying if I were sitting here being like, ghosting is very bad. Don't do it because I've done <laughs> it in the past. But I think that giving someone the, the just common courtesy and, and respect to say, I'm not in, I'm focused on myself right now. I'm not interested in, in dating or whatever it is, like some sort of short answer that makes them feel like there's some sort of closure. Uh, I think is always important just mm-hmm. respectful dating, which I think that yeah. because the internet we're able, I think that people uh, have, are able to switch gears and avoid so easily that it's a lot easier <laughs> to just not say anything and mm-hmm. to disappear on somebody. But I think that the damage that it does to each of us is a lot more because I'm a big believer that each person has their own feelings of, of, of that they're not enough. And it's, it's, if we can do whatever we can to prevent people from feeling that way, then we're putting good back into the world.
2: And I do feel like as you know, I'm getting older and doing more work on myself dating, no matter whether it's on an app or otherwise becomes a bit more, um, supportive. Like I kind of see, Maybe some things I'm working on in that other person, and there is some more compassion. So I'm wondering too, like, what about Bumble is different than other apps that really facilitates that type of interaction, so that there isn't just this quick, quick swipe. You're hot, you're not. Um, I know there's a swipe feature, but just in terms of like the profile and how people mm-hmm. connect.
0: I think too well, something that you said that was really interesting that I'd, I'd love to touch on too is how. I think that dating holds a mirror back up at you and shows you yourself and you can look for somebody else to like validate you. But really at the end of the day, relationships can be healing if you're you're willing to do the work yourself that you're learning from that relationship, right? Because I think that we can put so much pressure on somebody else to you know, we could say they're here to, to fix, you know, we can get, we can give that responsibility to other people, but the relationship actually teaches you so much about yourself. I think that what we've been doing in terms of that is we've, Our profiles are very in-depth now so that you, we've done a lot of updates to where you can really showcase your personality and who you are and show up as your most authentic self online on Bumble. We have badges and questions in the app to really show more color to who you are. Uh, We have Spotify integration and Instagram integration to really paint a full picture of your interests. And then we also have um, conversation starters in the app that that we put in place to help people get into more interesting, meaningful conversations, because it's hard to come up with the first move. And it's I think that now that we flipped the script, women see how hard it has been historically for the other person to make the first move. You know, it it takes a lot of courage and it takes a lot of creativity and and especially if you want to break through the the typical, often boring conversations that we run into and and find some depth. Mm.
2: Okay, so I recently got my shipment, my monthly shipment of my Symbiotica products. Two of those products, I take every single freaking day, the vitamin D3K2, liposomal delivery, I just squirt, squirt in my mouth, uh, 12 pumps every single day, and the uh, B6B12. These two not only taste great, but I have noticed that during this season, we're still in the winter months, I have, knock, knock on wood, not been sick. Um, So keeping my immunity up during this hectic season is a must. So um, not only have I been taking those two, but I've also been taking the liposomal vitamin C. This particular formula uses liposomal delivery, so my body can actually absorb the nutrients and allows my body to reap all the benefits. Um, It has biotin, one of nature's most beautifying ingredients too. So, you know. Immunity, amazing, yes, and also hair, skin, and nails benefit too. Um, in addition, I am also carrying with me all the time the Magnesium l 3 innate. These come in little packs, and they are so freaking yummy. It's like a vanilla cream flavor. Sometimes I will put this on dessert. Yes, I do. If you don't know about Symbiotica, we've been working with them for a couple years now. Cherveen, uh, one of the founders, has been on the podcast many times, some of our most loved episodes. Uh, But this is a company we trust. They are a health and wellness company that does everything with intention. All of their formulas are backed by science and their supplements only contain clean plant-based ingredients without toxins or harmful chemicals. They are absolutely obsessed with making sure their products do not have toxins or harmful chemicals. Thank you so much. Okay. So if you want to try Symbiotica, you can save up to 20% off site-wide with our code ALMOST30. Just go to symbiotica.com and use the code ALMOST30 for 20% off site wide. Do it now. ALMOST30 is the code. Go to symbiotica.com, C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.
1: Something that I really love is my sweet cats, Fuji and Ugi. They are so meaningful to me. And I know if you love your animals too, that your pet is one of a kind. So is their journey in life. So While every playful moment is a memory in the making, sometimes our cats and dogs are a little too good at getting into trouble. That's why you should check out ASPCA Pet Health Insurance. The ASPCA Pet Health Insurance Program offers customizable accident and illness plans, making it easier for pet parents like you to help get you the pet care that they may need. The ASPCA Health Insurance Program has been around for over 18 years, and they've helped more than 600,000 pets during that time. It allows you to customize your plan, helping ensure that your pet's plan is as unique as they are, because vet bills can really add up, especially when you're least expecting it. It's actually really simple, so you can use their app to submit a claim, and you'll receive reimbursement for eligible vet bills directly into your bank account. To explore coverage, visit ASPCAPetInsurance.com slash almost 30. That's ASPCAPetInsurance.com slash almost 30. Again, that's aspca petinsurance.com slash almost 30. That's almost three zero. This is a paid advertisement. Insurance is underwritten by either Independence American Insurance Company or United States Fire Insurance Company and produced by PTZ Insurance Agency Limited. The SPCA is not an insurer and not engaged in the business of insurance. What do you think? This is what I was thinking about on the way here is like a lot of the conversations we've been having about gender like what if what do you guys think about or, or what is the future of Bumble if you are you know a, a man that identifies as a woman or you're a they or a them or you actually actually don't know the app so I don't know if you guys have something for that so we if do. you are like a man that is of the feminine part of the relationship
0: Yes, we do. We, okay. we you if whatever you identify oh. as is available on Bumble. It's in your settings and Um, and that's it. it, We're completely available to anybody for anybody to use. It's interesting because we are, we're optimized. Like our whole app is based on ending misogyny, which actually goes plays a lot into every, every, you know, everybody with, with gender identity. It plays in, I mean, misogyny plays into homophobia. Mm -hmm. It plays into a lot of different factors that I think, are rampant and toxic in our society. And and we are a platform that's optimized for same sex, for different genders. Um, but we, I mean, because the media, like everybody has known us as the app, women make the first move. It's something that I think a lot of people don't realize that we're totally available. And and what's nice about Bumble is that we're values driven. So our mission is to end misogyny. Our values are kindness, respect, equality, and accountability. Mm-hmm. And everybody is expected to treat each other that way on Bumble or they're kicked off our platform.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's probably something too with like protecting that group of people, you know, cause it's just like the trolls and the people that attack gender non-binary people or people that don't, you know, identify as a certain gender is like so intense so like the protection of that group of people is probably so much harder because the trolls are so much more
0: intense it is it is but it's something that our customer experience team is what i love so much about about that team is that they are like they're as our our users biggest cheerleaders and have really personal connections and conversations uh, with people because dating in general is hard and it is hard if you're used to being trolled, but it's, it can be challenging for ever. I mean, our, our team is there to, even down to like, I'm not getting enough matches on Bumble. You know, our team helps optimize profiles all the time so that people have a better experience on our platform. Mm, so a, a lot of people reach out um, through social and connect with our team and, and our, t- our, our, Customer experience team is incredible. They really are have our users' best interests and have our users' backs and and feel for them all day. Mm-hmm. They're also the happiest people in the office, which is incredible. Oh, they're they're sweet. just wonderful, wonderful humans. Oh.
2: I know that there's a new feature on the app, and you'll have to, you know, help me get more specific because I do forget. But where you know, inappropriate content, mm. anything like that is detected?
0: He's exactly. a private detector. The private detector. Yes. Yeah,
2: yeah. And then also I, w- I would love to talk about, you know, Whitney, you know, fighting for the legislation mm-hmm. against sending inappropriate content.
0: Yes. Right? Okay. So we're trying to criminalize live yes. images. exactly. Um, and, and indecent exposure online. That is something that we feel really strongly and Whitney feels really strongly that it should be taken as seriously online as it is in person. If somebody were to walk up and flash you in the street right now, they would get, they they would get, I mean, it's illegal. Mm-hmm. They'd get into trouble for that. And so we are trying to do that uh, online as well and create that bit of responsibility that doesn't exist on the internet. And our private detector is launching in June and it's AI that is able to detect when a lewd image has potentially been sent, so that you're protected from opening it. You'll get a, a pop-up that it, that says it's a, basically a warning saying that we there's a chance that this is obviously Bumble's not like looking at the messages, and we don't. These are not human moderators. This is through AI, and it's something that we're able to to pick up and detect through trained machine learning and and warn our users about it. And that way, what's what's incredible about that is because it's just so invasive and it's so inappropriate and nobody wants to see that. And there's nothing worse than opening an image that was not what you were expecting. Interestingly enough, when we first launched our very first uh, feature was photo sharing and with our photo sharing, your name and your photo were attached to your image. So it's basically a watermark. And if you would, if you've sent that that was what we we put into place originally to protect against you know people not being held accountable for the images that they're sending online. Um, wow! We've, so we also banned a shirtless bathroom mirror selfies um oh my period. god i love about that. a year in we were like this is nobody how this is long did right? it
2: take to like get all of them off of it yeah, <laughs> honestly
1: <laughs> they should make awesome a t-shirt time. that's
0: like banning shirtless
1: mirror selfies since <laughs> yes. whatever year honestly Actually, we
0: should there you go a t-shirt also that says like put a shirt on yeah, yeah literally, literally put a shirt. On. yeah so we we did that and that had a great response and then we banned publicly banned users who were using misogynist language we banned hate speech and guns we've taken a lot of stances um through the years to really show that we are serious about the way that our users are treated and that safety is important to us we have photo verification which I am super passionate about oh wow with ID mm. yeah you cool. well it's it's with uh you follow a, a prompt of mm. a photo of somebody and it and it you basically make a hand gesture with your selfie. And that's where we have we have moderators who determine that you are the person in your image. Wow. Um, in your images so that you can feel safe meeting people online. Wow. I still always recommend doing like a FaceTime date beforehand. Yes. Or at that. least a phone call. Things so that you really feel, you know, like you're, you, I mean, it just safety in general. It's, you know, I think that we tend to, forget the importance of looking out for ourselves all the time mm. in general, not just online, but yeah. you know, I mean, I think that that's just part of our, our society and, yeah. and making smart choices. Everyone's moving
1: so fast. It's funny because the AI would have to be looking at tons and tons of dicks <laughs> like bless. We should interview the AI. Honestly. Too. <laughs> and like, is that your guys technology?
0: Yeah. No technology. Way. You yeah. guys should
1: sell that to Instagram. <laughs>
0: That's a good idea. Yeah, there you go.
1: (laughs) Two ideas. You're welcome. (laughs) Because honestly, that technology is like, and especially too, like when you think of like a Snapchat, if they have age-gated material, like if there was something that was created that would help parents feel more comfortable about the way they interact online and the fact that maybe on, you know, Facebook chat or something like that, that you could protect against lewd images, like with that data or with that technology, that's like Mm -hmm. insane. It would send a text directly to the mom. Yeah. Exactly. Or like, or just (laughs) protects it. And I don't know, like whatever the messaging would be with the pop-up, but that kind of technology like needs to be implemented so many places. Cause there are probably, I can only imagine when I was in high school, like I was getting weird shit. So it's like nowadays with the access to the different technologies and platforms and the creepers in the world, like there's probably so much of that.
0: No, there, there really is. And I think what we're trying to do now is to start sort of that movement of other companies uh, getting behind and and understanding the social responsibility of of having social networks yeah i mean there's so much to it that is that that's on all of us to protect people yeah you know and i think that's what's been so nice about bumble from the beginning is that our users and their experience comes above our bottom line like we've always thought of each each person who's registered on our app is humans, not just numbers. And I think that that's something that we'll, we will always continue to do. And, but that experience, I mean, I think I said this, that when we first launched it, we were trying to come up with a platform that our friends would use. And so that's always how we make our decisions is what kind of platform would we want our friends using future children, future, like my niece and nephew, like what kind of world digitally do we want to exist and how can we, you know, make sure that that's taking place? At what point
2: did, did the team decide that you wanted to expand into Bumble friends and, and business and all of that? Like what was the impetus for that?
0: So when Whitney first came up with the concept to start a new app, it was called Mercy. And it was going to be a place where women complimented each other. It was like the dressing room of online uh, social media. And she, that was what she wanted to do. And then her business partner, Andre Andreev, uh, approached her about doing something in dating. But Whitney had always seen like that Bumble was going to be more than just dating. It was going to be a social network. And I think that a lot of that kind behavior that she wanted to put on Marcy manifested itself into Bumble BFF. Mm -hmm. And Bumble BFF was something that not only our users were asking for an opportunity. It was saying like, this would be so great to have a place to find friends. Um, But also we had all relocated to Austin and none of us really had any friends and none of us had any time to really meet anybody new. And, and so it was, that was another reason why we thought it'd be a great platform to have. We also, I think that so much of misogyny too is, is women, treating each other with like, you know, really perpetuating the cycle of pushing each other down and um, trying to get ahead and competing. And I think that we're entering a new phase where women are being so supportive of one another and that's incredible. But when BFF came around, that, that still wasn't the story. And we were trying to create a place that felt like you were reunited. We we always said it was like w- w- the goal of Bumble BFF for us was women feeling like they were re- reunited with every girl that they'd met after a couple of cocktails. Like, you know, when you, you've you had a couple of cocktails, you're in the bathroom at a bar and all of a sudden you're like trading lipstick and zipping up each other's dresses. Mm. And <laughs> I think that that is such an like incredible space when women's, uh, that, that layer of competitiveness and, you know, you meet a woman and you immediately feel like, you're trained to be like, is she a threat to me or feel threatened and prove yourself to that, like before friendship. And, and that's what we wanted to change with BFF. That's how that came about. That was in 2016 that we launched that. And then biz was something that we were planning immediately thereafter. And, um, and interestingly enough, when, when biz was something that we were talking about launching, I, I got a message that was, a man hitting on me on another social uh, professional network um, and business professional network Hmm. and wonder what that one is. (laughs) (laughs) Those messages were so, it it was just so uncomfortable and so unprofessional and that I I screenshot it and sent it through. and, And while we were talking about that feature and it was like, this has to happen. Women have to have a different experience. And so on biz, women make the first move too. So we wanted it to be a space where women can define the terms of the business interactions and networking. Cause I think that every woman can relate to, you know, going to meet a man for a drink or a coffee and feeling like you're going to meet for business and it turning into this like uncomfortable situation where you feel like you're on a date and you didn't Mm -hmm. sign up for a date and and it's very disempowering feeling. And, uh, we, and then we launched Bumble biz women only. Um, so it's a love place that. where women can connect and support each other in business. Mm, I love that
1: for the people that, um, are dating on Bumble. What are some of the, the profile things? Like what are some things that you have seen as successful or help women be successful or help them feel really good about their profiles?
0: So for, I want to say one more thing about biz and BFF in particular, if anybody listening is married or in a relationship or not interested in dating, you can hide dating from Bumble. So when you download the app, you can go into your settings and when you're clicking through to decide which, which mode to go in date BFF or biz, there's a little X by date and you can click that and it timestamps the last time that date was on your phone. So we wanted to be able to provide accountability for people who are in relationships to say, look, this hasn't been on my phone since May 1st. So you can use it just for friendship and, and business networking. That's smart. Mm-hmm. Good tips. That's my, that actually is my, I, honestly, my favorite feature on and the so platform. money. Um, and, <laughs> it is. and show me, yeah, honestly, show yeah. Me. <laughs> honestly, but you I think never... the boys need to know that more. than yeah. the girls? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and, oh, with, with profiles, uh, I've seen a lot. I've seen a lot of profiles. I'm sure. When Bumble first launched, I spent a lot of time using it and I would actually doctor people's profiles because I learned very quickly what helped people have, like represent themselves online. Because the person, like what we tend to do is, I'm sitting here with y'all. You're seeing that I have quirks and, you know, things that make me me. And then a lot of times, like if I without experience, went on and created a profile, which also there really isn't any, there wasn't up until recently, we've been educating people on it, but there wasn't any guidelines really to how to best represent yourself online. And there's like, especially now in the world of Instagram, there's like Facetune and, you know, all like all sorts of filters, like literally like you can make your face dog, you know, like to mask who you are. (laughs) And I think that unfiltered is the best approach to Bumble. Because you're looking for somebody. So anyway, what I was going to, I'll I'll get back to that. But what I was going to say is that you, I would sit down when I was doing profile doctoring and meet people who were lovely and interesting and quirky and had all of these little nuances that made them them. And then you look at their profile and it's like one very one dimensional version of yourself that it's like six photos that are three photos that are the same, you know, with just like a different outfit or different Back and 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 it didn't show any depth. And I think what's really important is to put your your true self out there, like whatever you think is the authentic version of yourself. If you like to hang out and eat pizza on the couch, like whatever makes you you is what you should be putting up there. All of your different interests, and if you like to go to concerts, if you like to. I I, like go walk your dog by a lake or whatever, whatever it is. The things that tell your story should be the photos that you use. I recommend staying away from group photos because people have like, have a harder time. And when you're, how I describe Bumble is like, if you're walking down the street in New York and you're passing people very quickly, you're looking for a connection you're looking for a connection. And that's what you're doing on the phone when you're, when you're scrolling through, uh, the the profiles and so if you have a group photo it's harder to, to decipher who you are and that just takes more time for somebody to register. Um it makes your profile almost a bit more overwhelming. Also I I think that modeling photos and photos that are like super intense like motorcycles or things that don't really describe who you are. If you are if you identify that as your because I know I have a lot of friends who are very deeply involved in like motorcycle communities and I think they would call it biking. It's probably really embarrassing that I called it motorcycle. <laughs> motorcycle <laughs> community how sounds <laughs> super lame. Mm-hmm. And and like biking communities or whatever. Um also only in Texas. <laughs> like
1: to be honest. <laughs>
0: but if that's what you that's that's how you identify, that's like what you like to do, and you're looking for somebody to do that with you, put that on your profile. If you have one badass photo of you on a bike and that's you don't ride a bike don't put that up it's intimidating you know it, it's not it doesn't really describe who you are and so finding these shots of you that might be great but don't really define you it's not it doesn't help you find the right partner and then i think with with your bio i would fill out all of the badges because it helps you set intentions and helps you set clear expectations of what you're looking for um, and then i would if if you're into like funny banter make your bio funny if you are deeper in like, like philosophical conversations, like say that you're looking for somebody who really understands who you are, you know, let yourself be you and you'll weed out people who aren't right for you a lot faster. Cause there's nothing worse than, you know, being, having to like pretend to be something that you're not for a few months and then getting into the relationship and realizing that, I mean, living up to some standard that you like, version of yourself that's not true is exhausting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that's like
2: kind of the feeling when, you know, the idea of your pictures and parts of you being on the internet, it's like, oh, I have to be a certain thing. So let me juice it up a little bit. But yeah, like it, it is creating more work, more heartache on the other side of it because mm-hmm. you're going to be attracting the wrong people because they're seeing someone who's not that's not really you. So it's yeah, how do you educate your Wait. users on this besides, you know, the features?
0: I just through constant education yeah. on social everything. I think that Yeah, your socials. You know, on through Fun our point. ambassadors. I think all of it is is making sure that people really understand that. But I think we do it more so than just on the app. Like I think that we I we tend to put forth Pulse images of ourselves, when we go out, when we're around people, you know it's hard to really show up and be you, and we're almost trained to be the opposite of who we are in order to to land a relationship, especially as women. And I think that if you can be yourself, you really do save yourself the heartache. I agree. And for that,
1: actually just circling back on that legislature, so initiative, <laughs> thinking about it. Where would that go? Like, would that be a bill that would have to be passed by the house? Okay. And then, so that would be something that the police of like state police would take on, or I'm just trying to
0: think of like, we're not there yet in terms of how it will be like that. All of that is, is to be like truly to be determined. But Whitney worked with, uh, it's been in Texas and went in front of the Austin state Capitol and testified on behalf of it. It was really amazing. Wow. It was definitely a moment and it's something that is just like an aha moment. Like, of course this should be, to me, of course this should be criminalized, right? I mean, this is so invasive. And what I think is really interesting about what we allow in our lives, it's like we, like in setting boundaries, we don't really set boundaries digitally ever. So you go on you know, you, you'll be in bed at the end of the day and you'll be let, you know, we, we do this, we all do this. Like the, a lot of times, first thing you do is like, check your phone, check your email, check your social media. And you're letting people into the most private, intimate parts of your life. And I think that whereas if like bullying used to be something that would only take place at school or out at night or wherever you were in the office, we bring all of that home with us and bring all of that into, into our space um, and ama- like adding adding on top of all of that, an unsolicited dick pic is it's terrible. It's yeah. so it's in your face. It's so violating. It, you feel so attacked personally, and and it's just it's traumatizing. And so we we want to make that illegal.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Hmm. Um, yeah, I was also wondering just about like if someone has an in person experience that is not good. And I mean, not good meaning like there might be some inappropriate things. Maybe a guy meets a girl and she is married with kids, like just something like kind of like off color, but not necessarily violent. Like, is there, is there a way to like report that? Like, Hey, this shouldn't be happening. Or is this kind of like, that's their own business? Just because if I'm thinking like, you know, if a guy Sam has gone on a million dates with girls from Bumble and he's married, you know, and maybe they found out or whatever, but they just don't date him anymore. Like, is like Sam still on Bumble? And then I'm like the next one. And you know, you know when what I'm it's saying? when
0: it's predator behavior, we are absolutely uh, we'll take action. Yeah. Um. So you, I would have to report it, or something. you report okay. it. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um. Any any behavior of any kind that's inappropriate or hurtful or harmful emotionally or or physically, you know, we we do take action against it. Wow. Which is, I mean, that's something that we have absolutely been trying to to be at the the forefront of, and I, I think that that's very rare for for social networks in general. Um, but to us, it's personal because <laughs> it, these are uh, we're talking about people are are getting on our platform and trusting us with the most. Uh, personal and relationships in their lives. You know, I mean, from dating to friendship to business. I mean, you're looking for people who you're going to open up and open up to and trust, and and we take that very seriously. Yeah. What is something
1: that you wish other social networks would do or no?
0: I wish other social networks would take responsibility for the experience of the user more truly. I think that you know we. I I think so much about future generations. Um, and I, I think about kids and the amount of invasive behavior that takes place online. Um, and how if you're still if your brain is still formulating the way that you think and view the world and you're getting bullied and harassed, I mean, how how terrible. It, it's it it changes everything for you and it can change the way that you view the world. And I think that you know, I, I really do see when you hop on your phone. And you open it, I I really do see it as a digital world. Like we're stepping, we're not really present here in this room anymore. We're we're in our phones, we're in that space online. And I think that it should be treated with the same amount of attention and detail and and thought that we put in. I just did a
2: update and an overhaul to my supplements and y'all, I got a big fat box of symbiotica. And I am just so excited. They're a health and wellness company that does everything with intention. All of their formulas are backed by science and their supplements only contain clean plant-based ingredients without toxins or harmful chemicals. This is so important. The supplement industry has gotten to be a little wacky and wild out there. And so you have to trust the brands that you invest in. We have been working with Symbiotica for a few years now and for good reason, Uh, I am obsessed with their quality. I am obsessed with their delivery systems. I'll talk about that in a second. Um, And I just love their diverse range of different supplements uh, that they offer. So it's cold and flu season over here. So I'm trying to keep my immunity in tip-top shape. I've been taking Symbiotica's liposomal vitamin C. I have the packets that I take every single day. And this formula uses liposomal delivery. So the body does... Real really like loves a liposomal delivery. It absorbs the nutrients and uh, allows the body to reap all of the benefits. Since it has biotin, the vitamin C, one of nature's most beautifying ingredients, it's also improved other areas like my skin, hair, and nail growth, which has been awesome. I also take the magnesium L-threonate. Um, this is an innovative form of magnesium that is able to cross the blood-brain barrier. It supports brain health, mood, immune system function, and overall well-being by increasing brain levels of magnesium. Super yummy too. It has like a vanilla cream flavor. Sometimes I'll put it on like yogurt and like something yummy like that. Um, but again, this liposomal delivery system makes it easy to carry around with you, easy to take at any moment. Um and I'm just absolutely obsessed. If you want to give them a try, there's no better time than right now, baby. You can go to symbiotica.com and use the code ALMOST30. You're going to get 20% off site-wide, which is a pretty amazing discount. Symbiotica.com, dot com, And use the code ALMOST30
0: for 20% off site-wide. Into how we conduct ourselves out in public. And I think that that's something that has escaped us with the invention of the internet. And I think that it's time for us to really reevaluate uh, the way that we allow people to treat each other online and, and to bring humanity to the internet. Hmm.
1: So I was someone that struggled so hard with my self-confidence and self-worth. I feel like I was never enough. I was burning myself out. And for the life of me, I couldn't stop finding things to fix about myself. I had to do something to change how I felt because I didn't want to spend all my time being anxious, unhappy, and unsatisfied. I don't know if you can relate to the feeling, but just feeling like you're never enough and being obsessed with all the things wrong with you was how I spent most of my time. So I started to do the work and through it, I realized that many of my problems related to body, self-worth, abundance, female friendships, romantic relationships, codependency, had roots back to the mother the mother wound that is. So the concept of the mother wound refers to the psychological impact that arises from our individual relationship with our mother. This wound can be caused by a lot of factors, whether it's physical or emotional neglect. It can really occur when any primary caregiver fails to provide comfort, recognition, and emotional support. There's also a relationship between the cultural mother wound and how we see women on a bigger level. And healing the mother wound and becoming our own internal mother is how we can liberate ourselves and allow ourselves to live a life we love, one that feels expansive, free, fun, purposeful, and unique to us. So, in Portugal this May, I'm hosting an intimate, beautiful healing wellness retreat where we'll be learning about and healing the mother wound. I will be sharing every single thing I've done to heal my mother wound, to develop a relationship with my own internal mother, to heal my inner child to develop a beautiful relationship with other women in my life, to love my body, to have a better relationship with my abundance and my power and my voice. This has been the healing that has helped me expand and change my entire life. So for this, you don't need to involve your mother, which is huge, nor do you need to have a relationship with her. You really just need to recognize the ways you can be better to yourself and opportunities to heal. So from May 24th through 29th, we'll be at Cocoon Portugal, which was recognized as the top wellness retreat spaces by Condé Nast. It's so beautiful, luxurious. It's like on this amazing farm and we'll have impactful sessions, nourishing food, amazing excursions, intimate connection, healing time, lots of laughter, lots of play, time for rest. And you'll get to be with me, Krista. So I would love to have you join the Divine Mother Retreat in Portugal happening at Cocoon Portugal from May 24th through 29th of this year. Go to itscrista.com for more. It's I-T-S-K-R-I-S-T-A.com for more. It's I-T-S-K-R-I-S-T-A.com for more. Itskrista.com for more for the Divine Mother Retreat happening in Portugal from the 24th through 29th with me, Krista.
2: Any um, stories that you know favorite stories from people who have met on Bumble or anything like that
0: uh, i have a ton i'm sure you of do those. Uh, there's a couple that i actually got ordained and did a surprise wedding for them in vancouver they lived on the same they lived like in the same block went to the same dentist went to the same coffee shop 3 years never met met on bumble and we're married within four months. That's a favorite. I've heard several stories like that where people just lived, they were neighbors and they never met until Bumble. That's that's, to me is so incredible because that just goes to show how we're all like, you know, we could be, at the grocery store, but we're looking at our phones. You know, you could be passing by the people that matter in your life and you're not even looking up to see them anymore. And so I think Bumble gives you accessibility to the people that you're missing every day um, as you're walking around in your life. A favorite story of mine, this is actually really interesting because to me, these are the types of stories that I'm particularly fond of with Bumble is there was a woman who met a guy on Bumble. They were going on a date. And she was flustered and late and she was, she Ubered and she was like, I'm so sorry. I'm having a hard, I had a hard time getting here because my car actually is spilling oil all over my garage and I'm not sure what to do about it, but I couldn't drive it. And he happened to work for a tire company and he was like, we're canceling dinner. They stopped at the grocery store. They picked up kitty litter and Snickers bars. And he went back and helped her soak up all of the oil and mop it up and take care of her car and get like the tow truck and everything that night because her house would have caught on fire Wow! and he knew how to handle it. She had no idea how to handle that, but he just happened to work in an industry where he, he understood it and they're still good friends. So it's, it's stories like that where that I find the most interesting where it's not necessarily the, you know, heteronormative picture of success, which is marriage and kids, but instead it's, you know, finding opportunities to, have Bumble just help your life and and create an experience for you in one way or another. I love people who meet on... There was a couple who met on Bumble and traveled the world together after like just meeting. I think I've had stories, my own personal... I love some of my own personal stories of people that I met on Bumble. I went to Niagara Falls on a first date after some FaceTime dates. That was really fun. I think that there's a lot of opportunity to just meet new people you know, and, and have different experiences. There's friend groups, there was a group of women in New York who went to Costa Rica together after meeting on BFF. Uh, there are, there's two girls who I always see at events in LA who both moved to LA independently of each other, met on BFF, became roommates and are like soul friends. Like they're like the best friends. There's a couple here in LA and the one woman was afraid to come out and she found the love of her life on date and came out through that process and, and is now engaged and they're, you know, they're raising a kid together and there are just so many stories like these. I mean, everybody has a different story and everybody's version of success is different. And I think it's just a tool for introductions and meeting new people. But when we take the pressure off of it and, and like when you're not using it, panicked that you have to find the love of your life, you know, the experiences that you can have are really endless so many of the people that we worked with in the beginning like so many of the partnerships that we had in the beginning were people that we met on bumble
2: wow mm-hmm. through dating
0: or the through biz? dating actually oh, Really, wow. i met a guy on, on bumble and we ended up working with him on the cake by the ocean music video cool but it's like all you know you just never know who you're gonna meet wow
1: the last thing. So uh, oftentimes I'll have guy friends say that on Bumble, the girls will just send an emoji and then that's it to like start the conversation and kind of put it back in their court. What do you think about it? Let that? me guess it's the wave.
0: Yeah, it's like the wave or like uh, something. Yeah. Look, I think whatever starts a conversation is okay with me. Would I yeah. rather it start with more questions? Yeah, but if it's so out of character for you and essentially you're blaming Bumble for it, like that's. That's okay. Mm-hmm. And that's what I always say. People are like, well, I don't want to make the first move. I'm not somebody who does. When women say that, I'm like, you can blame Bumble. You yeah. have to. We're yeah. forcing you to. Yeah. So it doesn't really matter. You just have to get the conversation going. So many people have ended up finding relationships and their first move was, hey, how are you? Or just yeah. something simple. I, I just think that it's it basically is that initiative that you're putting forward. And for a woman to say do anything, if it's just an emoji, it goes to show that you you put yourself out there and let somebody know that you're interested. And I think that that you know over time that will become way more normalized. Yeah, for sure. Probably more creative. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> but at that point, I think whatever you can do to make a first move is is empowering. Yeah, in and of itself. You guys should write that like first move like playbook where it's yeah. like some really good
2: opening. We <laughs> yeah. did. Oh, we you did. they are in the I? app
0: when you. Oh, in the app when you okay, cool. get to the the boom screen, there's a little blue question mark, and it, mm. and and we actually have there's a blocker. So when you say hey, it'll say need a stronger opener, and it'll suggest prompts. Oh, no way. Damn. That
1: wasn't happening. Okay. What was cool. that one that you that had? That upgrade. was a really good one. That one time with that guy that you went to the grocery store. Costco. Oh. He was like, oh, I was like, uh uh-huh. it, oh, it was like...
2: If you remember, say it, because I'm kind I know, of know, I'm trying to remember. They, so he he was like, he's a yeah, vlogger. Yeah, it was. And he asked me to, the first date was at Costco, and he's he's like, do you mind if I film this? Like, it's a part of the vlog.
0: <laughs> no way.
2: Yeah, it was <laughs> and like, I was like... Is it out sure? there? Sure, man. Yep, it's on the internet. I
0: love that. It was actually,
2: and that was a case, and that's what I found with dating apps, where like, you know, after I kind of let go of my expectations mm-hmm. a little bit, <laughs> and wasn't so like hard and fast on like, okay, the next one has to be the one. It was so fun. Like it I met him. So fun. We literally rode the little carts around. We tried every sample in Costco. I never went out on another date with him again. But like, he was awesome and kind. And like, I'm sure we would be friends if we lived a little bit closer. Oh, I wanted to say too. Um, I heard you in an inter- interview mention encouraging people like if they are in different cities to go on Bumble when you're in those cities. And some people would say like, well, I'm leaving. Like, what's the point? Or or that sounds like, you know, I would just want a quickie or whatever the, hell, yeah, whatever the kids say these days. Yeah. But like, I really loved, I loved um, your response to that. Do you mind reiterating
0: that? Totally. I think what's so nice about meeting people in different cities is that you get to see the city that you're in from the eyes of a local. So I, if you are, In traveling and you have the opportunity to get on Bumble and meet someone new, it may not be, you know, forever. It might just be that you end up meeting a good friend who can share. And that's what BFF is for. But if you, you know, I mean, you can find people all over. And I think that some of the best kept secrets in, in cities are through the locals and you can go on google and search places to go but it always ends up being kind of touristy i think that the best way to get to know a city is is through other people and that's what i think bumble is so useful for i mean you can have experiences and meet people from different like cultures that you would never have the opportunity to meet otherwise and it's all there it's in an it's in the platform it's so it's so easy to do and it's so accessible and i think that's what's so unique about it and, and is that it's if you can do it without putting pressure on yourself or putting pressure on the other person. You just don't know where that connection will take you, but that's life in general. I know it's, a, know? that's
2: why, you know, an app like Bumble, I I do love because it's also like a little bit of a teacher yeah. and a little bit of a, a mirror, you know, in that way, like dating is in general, but you know, I, in certain aspects of my life, I am not the first one to make the move, you know, and, and to practice that in dating is really empowering and translates across the board. So I just love that, you know, it's not just in the dating lane. It has, you know, really beautiful um, repercussions outside of that and socially and culturally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just am fascinated by the brand and how it just keeps like up leveling and expanding.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Last question from me. So as far as like your brand voice, your brand voice is so strong and that's, you know, a lot. you, um, what would you say to small business owners, entrepreneurs, or people that are, have an established brand voice or looking to establish like a, a strong brand voice, like Bumble?
0: I would say have an opinion and don't be afraid to show it. I think that you don't want to sound like someone else. Like you can look at brands and see what they're doing and try to imitate it, but it's never going to be authentic if you don't find what is authentic to what you're doing. I think that the easiest way to find that is to find your mission as a company. We lead with the mission; the brand is secondary to what we're trying to accomplish. But I, I'm just a big believer. I'm a lot funnier on paper, but I'm a big believer in humor because I think that um, it's an equalizer for everybody. I mean, it's a moment that kind of can you can take a heavier. Uh, situation or topic, and and lighten it and make it something that people want to hear, and that's been interesting for us with Bumble, and, and is because we have been able to tackle issues that other brands can't because of the voice and and that we've created, and because of the brand that we've created, and because we've we've done it in a way that has been assertive but unassuming, and and not taken itself too seriously, and I think that it gave us because we had an opinion we were we've been able to have one in a lot of issues that and a lot of social issues that brands haven't been able to but i also am a big believer in like especially if you're going to be taking on social issues it's don't do it from a place of anger or yelling nobody hears everybody shuts down you know it's mm-hmm. it's how do you approach something and and get people to hear and actually like listen and hear what you have to say um and i think that so much of that comes through humor and personality i mean bumble's brand drinks tequila we know this like these are the the different things about the personality of bumble that have come across and even figuring out like who this person is and in, in people's lives for us bumble became like a big sister figure and how do you you know and that's how we approach approach it in your life and it's like a non-judgmental per, person in your life who's been around, you know, been around a little bit longer mm-hmm. and has had experiences and is, isn't afraid to share them and, and isn't afraid to hear yours. And, and in the beginning that helped us really get in touch with the audience of women that we wanted to feel empowered dating. But we, and we were talking about things in, in the beginning that I think, you know, for a brand to say and do and joke about were pretty big risks, you know, but I think that if you aren't willing to take risks and you aren't willing to to step out and differentiate yourself from the marketplace in our case we just really wanted to create a better environment for women and what better way than to talk from a woman's perspective mm. on the issues that were holding us all back so
2: last question for me you know i i i feel your passion and i i gather, you love your job very much and you're very, very good at it. And I, we know you're very good at it. I would love for our audience to hear kind of what you might be working on. or struggling with right now, just, you know, to see kind of the human side of you because a lot of people strive to be as successful and, um, love their job as much as you do, but feel like because they have these human qualities, um, that they can't, or they're not there yet.
0: Ooh, that's a great question. Uh, are you looking for, because I can give you answers it could on be anything. shortcomings, business, personal, business, personal all yeah, of it. Um, anything that comes I to mind. I am really good at being hard on myself and I'm learning to treat myself like my own best friend. That's something that I've been trying to get better about. Um, my natural patterns that I fall back into are to be really difficult on myself. And I think that something that I've learned through the years is that if you're, really hard on yourself, it opens you up to letting other people be hard on you too. And, and that just creates toxicity. I think in my personal life, I've been learning a lot about boundaries. I got divorced this past year. I don't have my shit together. Oh, bless. Mm-hmm. I am glad I did. I learned so much. I mm-hmm. feel so much more equipped to be in relationships and know what I want. I, it was one of the hardest years of my life. I had, mm-hmm. I mean, in last year alone, just so, you know, it might seem like I have it all together, but I had a divorce, A I totaled my car and I was mm-hmm. hit by a drunk driver on drugs at 7.30 in the morning. I was uh, at a stoplight and the car slammed into me with no brakes. I shouldn't have walked out of that wreck. And then I had surgery for endometriosis and then I had a mold infestation that created mold toxicity in my body and uh, and ruined my entire life. I had to throw mm-hmm. out... Custom furniture, like the whole thing. Um, and so things I, I think that everybody is going through things, and nobody has life figured out. I think that the exciting part of it is is being open to trying to to figure it out and open to learning about yourself along the way. Um, but last year was a challenging year for me because i I was still getting up and going to work and and traveling and doing everything that I do every day, but going through, you know, all sorts of like traumatic events at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I think that, um, it's okay to have like, to not be okay. But I think that the most important thing is to continue to get up and be like, try to find the gratitude in in life and, and meet yourself where you are. Cause I think that it's also really easy to not be okay. And then to shame yourself for not being okay. Like it's a lot easier to move for for me. And I'm speaking from my own personal experience. It was a lot easier for me to move through really hard events. If I was gentle with myself instead of beating myself up, I find that it took longer in those, those situations. Mm -hmm. So the mold infestation, how did you find out? I was recovering from uh the surgery and I wasn't getting better and I was feeling really bad oh. and I found it in the vents and then realized because I was traveling so much I realized it was everywhere All it was airborne oh. there was powder all over everything that I owned so I had to throw oh my out God. my birthday cards from grandparents from years before and I think that was one of the biggest lessons in life for me was that things are just things Yep. Um, mm-hmm. and so you, you learn <laughs> yeah. in, in moments like that, you start to realize what actually matters in life. So, I mean, but, but it's all relative, right? Like that, yeah. uh, that sounds like a rough year, but that's relative. Somebody else's year could be way worse. You know, I mean, I think that you just have to take what happens to you and, and grow from opportunities mm-hmm. to have those years. Because I, looking back on any year that's been tough, I've realized that, um, I wouldn't change any of it. Anything that went down, no matter how much anxiety or stress or the stress it caused. I think that every time that you go through a year like that, they're defining years in your life that that help you gain so much wisdom and insight into who you are. Wow. wow. That is so crazy. I guess last sorry. How did you forgive the person that hit you? Like what was that? The uh, Like do what? you know, it was super interesting. I got a call from And speaking of somebody who doesn't have it all together, I never called back. uh, I I probably should have called back the city. They called me about it and they asked me um, what kind of punishment that I wanted. Like, what did I, what did Mm -hmm. I want to see happen as the result of that court date? I was out of town for it to the woman who did it. And I said back, whatever she needs to get help. Because if you're that hurt and in that much pain in your life that you're in that condition at seven 30 in the morning, obviously you need some sort of help Yeah, and whatever it didn't matter to me. I mean, obviously it mattered what happened. I would hate to see, you, you know, I just think that I don't know. I, I don't like to see people suffer. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was okay, but I think that whatever she needed to get, to get the help to where she didn't hurt somebody else in the future was, or herself is what mattered. -hmm. I never thought about that. Actually, that's an interesting question. I mean, maybe you already have.
1: I never. That's
0: probably forgiveness
1: enough to say. Mm -hmm. I don't think I ever was Was angry. Yeah, Mm
0: -mm. I really don't. I think though so I was dealing with so much other stuff at the time. Totally. that It was just yeah. like another day. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <Yeah. laughs> I like, well, all right. Well, we you're like headed to the hospital. Yeah. you like, I guess I'll take my conference calls here.
0: <laughs> I actually did. I'm I sure called our, did. I, I, was, no. I did. Oh, bless. I was, I actually oh. called our travel agent and I was like, I just want you to know I'm not going to make my New York flight. And she was like, what are you doing? Like, get like, get better don't yeah <laughs> oh, but Aww. I think that that that's hilarious yeah that that it also you said that like makes it normal it's
2: like I think yeah. there is a comfort in just like having that kind of routine keep going and yeah, yeah I can imagine wow.
0: welcome to your new life truly thank you post-divorce new house yeah thank you I I, I, I think yeah it's been an incredible journey wow. and I feel like I took a, a lot of time last year and still this year doing a lot of inner work and I think it's so important to do. And I think I feel more confident in who I am than I ever have.
1: Mm.
0: And so anybody going through anything bad, just know that you can get out the other side. And it's, a, all of it are moments to learn that the person that you need to rely on, who you need to rely on the most is yourself. Yeah. And to get back
2: out there again, I think, <laughs> you know, a lot of people wait or, or they they feel shame or they think they're going to be judged, but um, yeah, it's, one, never too late, never too many times, or whatever that is. it's just I think it's a beautiful thing, so
0: yeah i am so grateful that we have a platform that can destigmatize divorce yes, exactly in general, I think that you know we people wear it as a scarlet letter, and it really isn't and it's a learning experience, and it's tragic for so many people um but but it is a moment to reinvent your life, mm.
1: Beautiful. I see it as like a sign of commitment. I'm like, oh, they're, they, they're they willing to commit. You yeah. know, they're interested in a long-term relationship. Like they're interested in seeing something evolve and grow and it didn't work out. So I've always been like, I kind of, yeah, I kind of think it as a good thing. It's Obviously a, you don't want too many, but
0: it's a commitment 100. to your, your commitment is. to your, your, the willingness to commit, yeah. but also commitment to yourself mm-hmm. in its own way. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yes. And I mean, what could make you grow more, you know, than going through a marriage and a divorce, like, mm-hmm. And like, understand yourself, understand yourself in relationships is like, there's nothing more. So, so much. I don't think
0: anybody ever gets married. I've never met somebody who's gotten married with the intention of getting a divorce. I mean, so, yeah, totally. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. totally. Well, we're in LA.
1: <laughs> <laughs> never, surely, no. I don't know about that. Good point. Yeah, literally. Oh. I know a few people.
2: <laughs> well, this has been really incredible to learn more about the brand and especially just like pulling back the curtain a little bit, you know, I was on it for a while, not on it currently, but we do get so many questions in the group from our community and, you know, feeling, you know, like they're, they're, they're hesitating to go back into that world because they've just gotten out of relationships or haven't dated in a while. And I'm just, you know, we've always recommended Bumble, but I think this conversation, will really just kind of support it all. And, and um, encourage them to step yeah. into that space and and make the first move. Yeah. And Thank we you.
1: really admire you guys as a brand, just how yes. you operate and how you navigate, you know, our world and our world today and having an opinion, like you said, you know, we just really see that as an example for us mm-hmm. to do it the right way and um, have a personality, you know, like you guys have. So we love you and man, you should do a hundred podcasts. You are like... You are so good. <laughs> no, yes. Like
2: honestly. She's like, actually I have done a hundred podcasts. I know, honestly. <laughs> she's like, Where are
1: my four hundredth? Where am I? What is this podcast? You're Thank in you LA, it. Alex. No, honestly, you're a, like you're amazing. Yeah.
0: Thank you so Truly. much. Thank you Great for and present. To Thank you for giving me the uh, opportunity to come on your you're podcast welcome. and speak. I really love, appreciate yeah. it. Of course, thanks for, and thanks, thanks for, for supporting us. Bumble. My gosh. I think that you know, any opportunity that we can we can get women to get on there and change their perspective, it's And we just want to flip a little bit in in people's perspective of the world. And so I really appreciate that. Of Mm. course.
1: Awesome. All right, guys. We'll see you soon. Love you. Bye. Bye.
2: Thanks so much to Alex for joining us. You can download the Bumble app or biz, BFF, or dating. It's really fun.
1: Yeah. Bumble. Thanks to the Bumble team for reaching out and helping us coordinate for sending us flowers after the interview. So sweet. So sweet. Just, <laughs> you know, they know how to do it. And we have
2: a little message from someone in our community that really touched us. Karina in our community says, hi, Almost 30. I came here to thank Kristen and Lindsay, for creating such a safe and encouraging space for us to follow our dreams. A few months ago, I shared with the Bay Area subgroup that I had created a nonprofit organization designed to support individuals experiencing homelessness and housing instability. Without ever meeting me previously, three women showed up at my door to volunteer. They took home smile snacks, which are uplifting supply bags exchanged between community members as a method of cultivating positive human connections. Founding a nonprofit at 22 years old has been intimidating, but their support assured me that more people would feel called to serve others in this capacity. So thank you to everyone in this group. Who, share, who cheers on one another during transformational times? If you are interested in Smile Sack Project's mission, you can learn more uh, at
1: smilesackproject.org.
2: Wow,
1: twenty-two years old, Karina, go girl, go girl! Wow, that's wow, amazing. Wow. I love that concept. I love that idea, and I love you know that she not only created this opportunity to support others in the community, but to give other people the opportunity to serve. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you guys so much for being a part of this movement, our community, our lives. It means so very much that you are supportive of Lindsay and I and of Almost 30 Nation. Thank you for joining us on tour. We love to meet you and see you in person. You can get tickets at almost30podcast.com. If you're interested to start a podcast, join our workshop happening in January on the 25th at Biz Babes in downtown LA. That's an intensive workshop. And then stay tuned. We have retreats upcoming that are going to be announced. So um, if you're interested in joining us for one of our retreats, keep your eyes peeled. We love you. Thank you for joining us and we'll see you next time. See you soon. I love you. Bye.